listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 87, where we will be discussing chapter 7 of Clockwork Prince, The Curse. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. So, Kristen, oh, God. I heard a rumor that it was your anniversary this, this week. Yeah. Yep, it was it was my <laughs> wedding anniversary this week on on Thursday. Yay us, three years. Um, Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Uh, can I tell you when I found out that it was my anniversary on Thursday? Because <laughs> it tell us spoiler everything. alert, it wasn't when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside. I was working on some stuff and my husband comes out Thursday night at 10 p.m. And he's like, hey, and I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, happy anniversary. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Mind you, was we had talked about the fact that, oh, yeah, our anniversary is coming up like four times the week prior. Still forgot. <laughs> did both of you forget had he just remembered no he he forgot like he, he didn't think about it until that day but he did remember way before I did and he was like I was just seeing if you were gonna remember I'm like you motherfucker he's like I was gonna do like a really sappy Facebook post and then like you wouldn't because you you had forgotten and then you wouldn't notice because you're never on Facebook. And so then I would have like hanging over you that you never responded to my sappy Facebook post. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, but I didn't do it because if I did that, then the girls would see it. And then they would wish you a happy anniversary and you would remember and it would ruin my fun. And I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> like, That's a Scorpio for you. Like, fuck. <laughs> I love oh that God, he thought that great. many steps ahead. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he's in logistics. Totally what, he what does. would have happened. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So I will never live that down. Um, My bad. Well, thank you. Because mine's coming up soon in a month. So... I'll make sure to remember mine. I'm like, we're going to have to make Alexa remind us because. I thought about that. Not both After, because well. we had scheduled everything and I was like, oh my God, you shouldn't have, like, it's over your thing, your anniversary. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Like I'm taking the time off work. Oh, mine? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. We're fine. <laughs> Babe, what are we doing for our anniversary? <laughs> I will be like 35 weeks pregnant. That will not be happening. 36. Oh, no. It's the popo. That's what we're doing. We're quoting TV shows to each other all day. Nice. I like it. Uh, okay. All right, you guys. We're going to we're going to go back to our tried and true. We're going to go back to fuck, Mary kill. I give you the three riffraffs, Aloysius, Gotchel, <laughs> and Archer, Camille's blood bag. <laughs> it's not about looks, honey. It's all about the personality. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, <laughs> I guess I would probably fuck Archer because he's got to be decent looking, kind of, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be pretty to be kept around. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I would marry that person just because the other two are so gross. I don't know. I think I'd fuck him. I'd marry Gottschall because he, like, would drive me around. <laughs> and I would murder the other dude because he's a piece of garbage. Aloysius. <laughs> I would um, kill Gottschall, marry Aloysius, because he's like a hundred and gonna die soon anyway. <laughs> and then <It's> fair. <laughs> I would leave Archer. You would what, Archer? I said that would leave Archer, obviously, because so- I agree with Amanda. <laughs> They're supposed to be good looking to be subjugates. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, do I get to be a vampire in this situation? What? <laughs> You're you, right? I'm asking qualifying <laughs> questions. <laughs> no. Damn it. I feel like you have to be you. Uh, all right, fine. Um, Mary Gotchel, fuck Archer, I guess, and kill Aloysius. He gotta die. I couldn't. I couldn't. He's too much. I couldn't. I couldn't. I would probably just kill him anyways, even if I did marry him. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. Be like, I'm sorry, that hemlock just slipped into your tea. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie doodle. (laughs) Tee. Oh, God. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then he fell. Downstairs. Did anyone else he must have, have anything tripped. cool happen this weekend? Or this week? What? Sorry? What? No. I, I said you. he must have tripped. He must have oh. tripped down the stairs. Mm. <sighs> Nothing cool happened to me. No. no. Boo. We're good. All right. Well, what do you guys say? We cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. We jump right down the rabbit hole of Will's past as he's pushed into confronting his family. Because guess what? This Cecily chick isn't some old flame as Tessa feared. It's Will's sister. (laughs) Our young hero is ready to bound down and warn his family that they're definitely in the wrong place at the wrong time. Clave and law be damned. Jim stops Will mid-stride and the two tumble to the earth. Shirts ripping open (laughs) and corded muscles grabbing at each other. Uh, oh, okay, it didn't actually happen like that, but like, would I be me if I didn't embellish? Anyway, absolutely. <laughs> Jim gets Will to notice that they've been stalked by a clockwork mouth breather, so going down there is like totes a bad idea. Instead, Will decides to chase after the robot into the woods. Tessa follows suit, but ends up getting tripped up and attacked. Her clockwork angel pulls a Hail Mary, and Will comes to finish him. <laughs> The robot relays a warning message for Morty to stop their investigation or face the consequences. The trio decide to leave and take an awkward, damp carriage ride back to the train station. The mood continues the entire ride home, with Will being broody as ever and Jim and Tessa talking in hushed whispers. When they finally arrive at King's Cross, Will jumps off the train and into the night. Jim hesitates to go after him, but decides to stay with Tessa. Oh, shit. I mean, I feel like he wouldn't have been able to keep up with him anyway, right? I mean, his um, not. his drugs must be wearing off, yep, I assume. Right. He, he needs to um, regenerate. Rest and regenerate. 
re-up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is totally how you ask people if they need more office supplies, by the way. <laughs> you need a re-up? Robin gets so mad when I say that. She does. People. She calls people and be like, do you need to re-up on helium? No. <laughs> Dude, no. my mom used to do that. She used to text me. Except it was really for drugs. She she was like, <laughs> it was legal. She just didn't want to go to the weed That's store. True. She she didn't want to be seen at the weed store. So she would text okay. me and be like, I need you to go pick me up some stuff. <laughs> but she would never call it what it was. She'd be like, I need you to come go get me some of my stuff. <laughs> I'm like, mom, it's more suspicious. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it sounds like we're doing something illegal. We're not. Yeah, it's it's totally like a legal. Pack of beer. <laughs> That's like me walking into a um, a liquor store. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am 35 years old. <laughs> I don't know if something's a whiskey or a vodka. Okay, that I could tell, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they have signs above them. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Just stay at eye level. That's like, that's yeah. like mid. You don't want to go down to the HRD. Nope. No. You don't want to go up to like the gentleman's jack. Just stay in the middle. Yep. Yep. Especially with the way, the way that we drink. Cause like we haven't learned yet to drink like an adult, right? We, we mm-hmm. still, when we, when we try to drink, we still try to drink like, you know, we're 20 and a gentleman's yeah. jack that that's not, you don't want to waste your money. You, you don't know yeah, how right? to drink that. You're not, you're not mature enough. Mm-hmm. To handle yeah. the responsibility of an alcohol that expensive. And it's not even It's only going to be in your stomach for so long because before you go to bed, it's coming out anyway. So right. yeah, it's true. why waste your money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy the five buck jar. That's great. The only time I go to the liquor store is for Christmas. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did eggnog. With, that was really good. With bourbon. <laughs> I did hot toddies last year. That was awesome. Oops. Well, I, I guess that's you could do it again this year for us, huh? I, I did what? buy yeah. mold mold wine spice so I could make mold wine for so I, I hey I guess we are graduating we're learning our limits mm-hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> yep I had an eggnog with um pumpkin pie and we were watching um the Griswold family Christmas and they were also drinking eggnog but they had way cooler cups oh oh that sounds like so much fun sounds like you need yeah. to take a trip to Goodwill for some cool cups yep yep. That's my jam. Oh, show. Oh, my God. What do you guys say we get to it? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, baby, baby. We start things no. off with a no. bang. Do that again. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby. You know it's going to be a good no, chapter. No, Britney Spears. What? No. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> There we go. That's what I going to do everyone until we get to the right one. <laughs> it's not baby, baby, baby. Oh. No, that was that was too young. <laughs> that and, and I I am nowhere near his the way his voice goes all high like that. Oh my gosh. No. My balls are too big. Um <laughs> So you know it's going to be a good chapter, you guys, when we kick it off with Magnus's point of view. <sighs> I'm going to apologize in advance. There are quite a few quotes in my section, but like, there's this is a heavy scene. There's a lot happening. 
<laughs> this was a good chapter. It is. So after a long day of raising demons and perfecting the art of wiping people's memories way back before your mother's mother was born, Biscuit, Clary, I'm looking at you. Our favorite sexy cat-eyed warlock was looking forward to a quiet evening with a book by the fire, maybe even a cup of tea and some cold chicken from the kitchen <laughs> if he was feeling a bit peckish. But alas, his hopes were dashed by none other than one Mr. William Herondale. Okay, quick sidebar. I feel like we need to remember that Magnus did a memory block spell for the Penhallows in 1878. Like That's definitely going to come to play at some point. Cassandra yeah. loves putting in Easter eggs that have to do with Magnus because he, you know, is... He's through everything yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part. And he's old. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So... I was going to ask you what TLH meant, but I got it. Oh, yeah. The last hours. Yep. I thought it was some, like, hip, cool kids lingo that I wasn't involved in. No. It's because I was literally too lazy to write out three words. <laughs> I do SHers instead of right, typing out shadow hunters, so I feel you. <laughs> Same Z's. Sometimes I use run on sentences too. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's basically all mine is. Anyway. And I severely <laughs> abuse commas and end dashes. It's <laughs> fair. So Magnus has this thought about Will um, and the relationship that they've developed so far. And I think it deserves a little spotlight. So I'm going to read the little excerpt. The Shadowhunter boy was becoming like an annoying relative. Someone whose habits you knew well but could not change. Someone whose presence you could recognize by the sound of their boots in the hallway. Someone who felt free to argue with the footman when, when he'd been given orders to tell everyone that you were not at home. I thought the passage was really interesting because it's almost like Magnus is reminiscing in real time. I guess you would call it being intentional or living in the moment or, you know, being grateful (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) You know, that, that mindfulness that we're all like striving for right now. I feel like Magnus has achieved it. It's probably Mm -hmm. because he's super old, right? Yeah. But I also wonder if like, is that, is that just Magnus or is that just like everybody who's just lived a long time? They just eventually get there. Like, do you Maybe. just, huh. at what point do you God level level tier to like mindfulness? Right. <laughs> like, right. What is it? Is it 500 years? Is it a hundred? What is it? I want to know. What's the secret? Well, at this point, Magnus is what? 400 years. What did we decide? Is he 300 or 500? Okay. Listen, <laughs> Or seven. There is mixed information because I don't think Magnus gives, like, he he tells people numbers. He just tells people things. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's different, like, every time he tells somebody how old he is, it's different. I guess that's true. Like, I lie about my age. Okay, not really. But, The wiki says that he was born in the 1600s. So, that he's about 400 years old. But... I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's older. So he's a couple hundred years old by now. Yeah. I think I think that comes with age. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I just I I liked it. I I thought I was like I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting thing to like realize that like, oh, this kid that like I've been offhandedly helping out and I like, you know, kind of grown fond of him or whatever. Like, oh, okay, he's becoming more important in my life than I anticipated." 
mm-hmm. or or wanted necessarily. He's just kind of yeah. making it happen He's for himself. He's forced his way in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is happening with Archer? Like, I wonder why he's still there. Just because he's always forever tied to Camille. Is that why he's still hanging around? I think so. Yeah. You think? I think he's waiting huh. for her to come back, too. Yeah. It's just funny that he would serve Magnus instead of just being like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'll serve the house, but I'm not answering the door for you. Right. Well, she was, she was, know. or Magnus was her guest. So I guess he kind of has to. That's fair. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you know, she might be mad. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah. okay. He certainly doesn't do it with a smile on his face, though. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, nobody to nobody's shock. It's Will who comes bursting through the parlor doors almost as if somebody was chasing him. Perhaps it was riffraff number three, a.k.a. Archer, Camille's suspended animation blood bag. <laughs> so. Will just has to talk to Magnus right that second about something super duper important that absolutely cannot wait. And Magnus being the cinnamon, the cinnamon roll he is, and Will being as gorgeous as he is, Magnus didn't stand a chance. <laughs> okay, it's uh, I swear I'll stop talking about this because no. it'll be out of my life soon. But I just feel like um, David from Schitt's Creek is like how I picture Magnus. <laughs> Like that's yes. it's a pretty good like especially yeah. especially when when he's trying to like say something to somebody like and it's he's really uncomfortable like he doesn't want to like but he's like trying to turn them down <laughs> or whatever like that's like a lot I don't mm, yeah and then they just kind of him and Alexis do the same thing and they just kind of trail off like without yep. saying anything I feel like I that's telling- Magnus. And Amanda's like, am I making Alexis facial expressions? And I know I'm doing it and I have to stop. <laughs> but I just, I just can't help it. Tap, tap. Oh it's my God. Like yep. Every time she comes into the, um, <clears throat> hi. Well, David's husband, I can't remember his name because it's Patrick. been a while since I watched it. Patrick. Yes. He's kind of an Alec too. So a little bit. Uh, Yeah. A little oh, bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could, I can totally see it. You can dig it. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Life's a garden. Dig it. (laughs) You're a nerd. So I have a question. Is it weird? Do you think it's weird that Will and Alec, like, basically have the same hair and eye color? Well, he said in there he's got a thing for blue eyes. Huh? Huh. He says in this chapter that he's got a thing for blue eyes. Right. That's true. But they both have very, very dark hair and blue eyes. That is interesting. Right. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, is this yeah, like a, he has very a type. specific type? Mm-hmm. Is that what? Well, can he? And he also, you probably bring it up or some, I don't know. But he talks about how surprised he is that he like really misses Camille, basically. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if he's surprised, actually. But like just that he was surprised that he was able to distract himself long enough to not think about her for however long. Um, I wonder because she has dark hair, right? No, she's no, a blonde. She's blonde. He, oh, OK, OK. Why am I picturing her the same way? Weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Cut that out. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think Magnus is into Will? That's really the question. Magnus likes the wine, not the the label. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Last thing. (laughs) He likes Shadowhunters, not Will. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't see that's the thing it's like I feel like there's a connection there but I don't know if it's necessarily that because obviously he still is pining a little bit over Camille Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I feel like he just knows that I think he has a soft spot for broken things he likes to fix things Mm -hmm. and help and be a fixer as much as it's like against his like reputation or he's like god I don't want to be this person but he's constantly bailing out shadow hunters I mean obviously on TMI he's doing the same thing yeah because he just can't help it because he's a good person so I think he sees Will as this like really broken damaged little thing that he can fix and try to help and I think he's attracted to that part of it I do he has daddy sure he issues. Appreciates his beauty. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think Magnus is like has daddy issues. You're super hot, like super hot. So I definitely want you around so I can look at you. But you are so much of a hot mess that like absolutely not. Like <laughs> I, I feel like like he immediately put Will into the absolutely never going to happen category the second he met him because he tagged him as a complete hot mess. And he's like, oh, that is no. I'll be your friend. I'll help you that out. But no. you're not a project I can take on myself. Right. <laughs> oh, he seems to get exhausted easily. So that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think he enjoys the flirting because Will mm-hmm. is just a notorious flirt anyways. So mm-hmm. if anyone's going to flirt back, it's going to be Will. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think it's, I think it's all just for fun and games. I don't think he's really yeah. into Will. So as soon as Will feels Magnus's willpower cr- crumble, I could not write that better. I, I tried and could not succeed. <laughs> Uh, I changed will to willpower. It it went from will feels Magnus's will (laughs) to willpower. (laughs) It was not on fire today, folks. I apologize. (laughs) So Will slams the door in Archer's face and makes a beeline for the fire because he's cold as fuck. Magnus is like, okay, stretching out from his wingback chair, right? He's like, listen, fuck boy, before you open that wickedly beautiful mouth, I am not raising a demon tonight. Got it? Unless you ask nicely, then I probably would. (laughs) (laughs) Because he does. He says that and he's like, unless, like, what do you, you just got done saying that you have. Stick to your guns. Put the clothes sign out. Fuck. (laughs) But Magnus is being silly. Will doesn't want him to raise a demon. That would be ridiculous. He wants his warlock friend to send him into the demon realms to find this pesky curse demon himself. (laughs) Okay. Magnus considers. Sounds like a great idea. Magnus considers him for a second. And he's like. I mean, it seems pretty well thought out. You're a man with a plan. Who am I to stand in your way? (laughs) Just kidding. He chokes on the tea Will just spilt and immediately puts the X nay on Will's on Will's dreams of a demon realm travel year. (laughs) 
he's like, dude, the clave already doesn't like me because I don't have a belly button. What do you think they're going to do if I send the prodigal son to hell? <laughs> don't say that. That's creepy sounding. It's, it's got to be true, right? Yeah. It's got to be true. Magnus doesn't have a belly button. I, I, I double checked and looked it up on the Wikipedia because I was like, I think that's true. And then I was like, I should probably double check and make sure that's not in my head. <laughs> How funny. So Will launches into a melodramatic tirade. Yada, 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 yada. It, the gist of it is like, woe is me. My life is so horrible. And then we pick up at the tail end because something important actually happens. So, quote, every day dawns blacker and blacker and I will lose her forever. If you lose her, Magnus's mind fastened on the word. He sat up straight, narrowing his eyes. This is about Tessa. <laughs> I knew it was. He's like, I fucking <laughs> called it on season one. Yeah. <laughs> and Will, I love that he like sits up. He's like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. He's like, I ship it. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Will flushed a wash of color across the pallor of his face. Not just her, but you love her. Will stared at him. Of course I do, he said finally. I had come to think I would never love anyone, but I love her. Damn. He just said that. Finally. Out loud. Finally. Got it. Gotcha, bitch. We got the sound (laughs) bite. Finally. (laughs) That's a wrap. (laughs) Magnus is about done with this particular Herondale shit. Will comes into the house Magnus is squatting in, interrupting a much-needed self-care evening, bats his eyelashes, and wants Magnus to risk his neck breaking all of the laws. But please, no questions. What the fuck, mate? It's not fair. I just seriously... You want me to do all of this? You want to tell me nothing? Exactly. (laughs) I just feel like... Obviously, things go the way they go. But I'm just like, dude, what else do you have to lose? Like, uh huh. maybe if you tell him the specifics, he could, like, help you a little bit more. And mm-hmm. if you're this desperate. Right. Just do it. Right. Bite the bullet, man. Will's like, yeah. Will takes Robin's advice. He's like, oh, fine. <laughs> I'll spill. And spill our dear Mr. Herondale does. He tells Magnus about Cecily, or about seeing Cecily, and admits he never thought he'd see any of them again. And it's got him feeling some kind of way. But he can never, ever see them again. Even though he just saw Cecily. Like, (laughs) ever, ever, never. Can't. Magnus recycles a, a Tessa line and asks what the hell his family did that was so horrible. And Will's like, them? It's me. I'm poison. (laughs) And then he follows it up, confessing that he had lied. Magnus is not at all surprised. (laughs) Duh. You love that. He says something like, shocking. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, wow. (laughs) He's like, you know, I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday, Mr. William. (laughs) Kiddo. Kiddo. Okay, but I don't understand what he lied about. Like, I feel like he omitted stuff, but I don't. 
I don't think he lied. Yeah, li- a lie of omission is still a lie, Amanda. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So Will launches into the real story. He was in his parents' library, right? As you do. In your fucking parents' library. Okay. <sighs> so fancy. Right? I don't even know if my mom owned books when I was a kid. You know what her library was with the books? It was her waterbed headboard. Because <laughs> it was the 90s. <laughs> oh my God. Dean Coons. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We had we had a mismatched uh, encyclopedia thing. <laughs> we didn't have the whole thing. You only get the letter V, yeah. right? Is that what Joey did on Friends? Was it v? We, I think. Anyway. we had more than one, but it was not a complete set. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, where was I? Oh, okay. So... Anyway, so Will was in his parents' library, bored and snooping, and he found this box that his father had kept from his Shadowhunter days, and he opened it. Miss poured out, but it wasn't a genie. It was the Blue Demon. And <laughs> Will was only... Genie. No, mind you, Will was only 12, and he was raised as a Mundy, so he was not equipped to battle a demon. So naturally, he screamed and stumbled and fell on his ass. And his older sister, Ella, busted in fearless with a seraph blade in her hand and she tried to banish the demon but it didn't work because she just stood in front of it and said i banish you and she didn't she didn't know anything which is poor baby it's yeah it's like oh but it's also really fucking funny (laughs) like yeah come on (laughs) that's comedy if it didn't end in tragedy it would be a comedy so it's basically it's just a shakespearean comedy So the demon bitch slapped Ella to the floor with its tail and turned to Will. It wanted his father, but the son would do. And it said, quote, I curse you. All who love you will die. Their love will be their destruction. It may take moments. It may take years. But any who look upon you with love will die of it unless you remove yourself from them forever. And I shall begin it with her. It snarled in Ella's direction and vanished. And so Magnus, despite moments of profound wisdom when, you know, he's being like so in the moment and just like recognizing life as it's happening, he unfortunately proves to be as much of a gossipy bitch as the rest of us leaning in like, (laughs) so did she drop dead? Like what happened? Tell me. Seriously. Tell me everything. Yeah. You can't just stop there. a tactful way of asking. (laughs) Damn. But for clarification, no, she did not drop dead. Ella was a good big sister. She wasn't hurt, and she made sure that Will knew that all that crap the demon said was bullshit, and it was all going to be okay, right? As long as we don't tell mom and dad. So Ella ends up telling code. Right. (laughs) Well, as I was writing this, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But... I did not grow up like my siblings are much younger and I was much more of like a, a parent role to them than like a caretaker uh-huh. role than a sister. Cause like, I'm like 13 years older than them. So like I, you know, <laughs> when they were babies, you know, so it's, it's a different dynamic. It's not like we grew up together, like super young and stuff. Uh huh. So I don't know. You both have siblings that are close in age. 
is that like is the the end all be all don't tell mom and dad i mean i mean until you get in a fight (laughs) (laughs) i guess maybe um Anyway, I feel like maybe she thought like Will would get in trouble for opening the because it was in a hidden compartment in like the dad's desk. It wasn't right. like it was on display and he like broke mom's vase and then you have to super glue it together and then turn it the other way around. So then you don't know that it's broken. <laughs> and then face. when your mom finds out that it's broken and she asks who the fuck broke my vase, so you found out that your dad actually did it first and glued it up already on the other side and you just broke it the second time. Okay, but um, when mom asks who broke the vase i would just say a fucking demon like i mean this is too no this is this goes beyond i threw a fucking party when mom and dad were out of town and i'm like, just yeah, saying like I, I actually agree the vase story actually happened um, to me that that was that was real. of course it did that's great of course it i'm did. just saying like she he, like obviously he went into his desk where he wasn't supposed to do and opened the box and the, yeah. the demon came out so maybe she's like crap he's gonna get in trouble but at the same time like it's a demon like Right. Uh-huh. That's a big deal. She's obviously read whatever literature there was for Shadowhunters. I don't know what she, if it was a codex or what. Right. But she knows how, she what, a, what a big deal that probably was. Right. Right. Yeah. But also, like, fuck you, dad. Why do you have a, a demon stored in the house? And uh-huh. you didn't tell That's anybody. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. I understand ke- keeping your, like, serif blade and stuff like sure. that. Like, obviously. But, well, yeah, to keep a demon is weird. Was she Spoils? not supposed to, like... I don't see. I don't know if the spoils thing. Like, if he's willing to give up that life to marry a mundane and be mundane, I don't think he'd be super. Like, well, but what else could it be if it if that's not what it is? A trophy, because it's uh-huh. a demon that he's trapped in this Pixis, and he kept it. So obviously, he wanted to keep. Like, he could have just left it at the institute. Why would he need to take it with him other than Maybe a trophy? he did something bad and the demon is the only thing alive that knows about it. And he's trying to keep his Ooh. reputation. Ooh. That would be saucy. He got demon pox from this demon. He actually was in a relationship with that demon first. <laughs> Wants to keep him around for always. Oh my god. <laughs> I just feel like I, I don't know. That's a big one. And if she's that much yeah. older, I, I wonder if she would should just like look okay no you guys are trying to hide the fact that you may or may not wear cargo pants and used to like go out at night but we know we figured it out (laughs) it smacked will in the face today literally well yeah but they knew like the the kids didn't know any like will didn't know anything about demons or anything but he did knew he didn't know shadow hunters existed because they start coming around. That's true. So, and he, so they, he, he, and he had already denied him. them twice. And he had the sight. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm assuming. So, yeah. So so he knew a little bit. He just didn't know how any of it worked. Because they weren't allowed to tell him anything. Uh-huh. Right. I don't so. know. I, I agree with, like, you don't tell mom and dad. You take it to the grave. But, like, on something, like I said, like, breaking a vase. Not, like... Yeah, not not, not on a demon. I feel like that's a little more. Mm-hmm. But also, demons leave stenches. So like, oh, how yeah. did how did Dad not be like? I I I imagine that the smell of like demon bo is that is probably as recognizable as like maybe decomp. 
right? Because people always uh-huh. say that like once you smell decomp, like you'll know that smell forever, instantly. Like you'll oh never gosh. not know that smell. Crazy. So I wonder if it's like distinct in in that sense of like if you were ever a shadow hunter and like you've ever been around demons, you know. Well, I mean, at this time, right. didn't people used to like literally throw their shit in the street? So like maybe everything just smelled bad. Uh, yeah, but they're in their country fair. fucking I'm estate with the with the, a library and probably a ladder. Probably a ladder. Being, yep, just probably. Saying. Probably a ladder. I was just being facetious. <laughs> no waterbed headboard. Yeah, I don't know the whole thing. See, obviously. I don't think it was meant to be dug this in deep into. No. Right. But I agree. Like, demons smell like garbage. We know this. Yeah. It's a good point. And you know but this, I, I mean, I can 100% see two idiot kids being like, don't tell the parent. Like, it's stupid. But I can see well, it How old is his older sister at this shit. point? Does it, like, give her an age? I don't, I don't think so. I would assume she's at least a so couple either. years older than him. Mm-hmm. Like, so she probably should have known better. Like, this this is a... Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Will feels guilty for not being able to defeat a demon. To be able to defeat a demon at 12 years old, which is a super healthy <laughs> perspective, if you ask me. I roll. Right? Yeah. Such a thing for him to think. Of course he felt that way. So this next part is an important part of his story. So I have to read this excerpt. I apologize. I I warned you ahead of time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was I was woken up the next morning by my mother howling with grief. She was in Ella's room, and Ella was dead in her bed. They did their best to keep me out, but I saw what I needed to see. She was swelled up, greenish-black, like something had rotted her from the inside. She didn't look like my sister anymore. She didn't look human anymore. I knew what had happened, even if they didn't. All who love you will die, and I shall begin it with her. It was my curse at work. I knew then that I had to get away from them, from all my family, before I, before I brought the same horror down on them. I left that night, following the roads to London. Okay. Damn. For a 12-year-old, how fucking sad. And to see her. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Yikes. But, and then, like, to poor just... baby. To just leave, like, his fucking poor mother. Two kids in one day. Yeah. Like, I oh. mean, my logical adult brain is, like, he probably, like, he's touched her. Right? Ella. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so maybe he just poisoned her and knew that it was going to take that long. So he was just like being annoying and knew that she was going to die because he got her poison and she just he wanted to fuck with him. Right. Mm-hmm. But at 12, you're not thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also I don't remember exactly what the you just read it. So I should remember. But what the curse was, I don't remember it saying anything about don't tell anybody. This is a secret. So like. I don't understand why he can't. I maybe he talks Wait, about he it. Does, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I I bring it up a little bit. I think okay, a little bit later. But I don't yeah, know. I just, I'm I'm thinking of it more rationally at this space. But I think at 12, I would probably feel the same. Like, oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. This is. Just it just seems weird sister, not to have sure. that conversation with. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't asked like a silent brother or something. Right. Because to me, it's yeah. more like a silent brother is more. I don't know if they have an oath to like. 
if I tell you like a Hippocratic oath, I guess, like I tell you right. not to say anything, <laughs> don't say anything, but it seems like they're more medical. So like maybe they would know a demon that would be able to do that. Or they'd be like, Hey, you know what? Demons like actually can't do curses. That's like a warlock thing. Mm-hmm. Or like, Hey, that sounds like this guy or, you know, whatever. So it just seems weird. I, I get his reasoning, which obviously we'll go into a minute of not, he had a good point of like why he doesn't tell mm-hmm. family members or friends, but like a silent yeah. brother or something that seems, it seems weird that Magnus is the first person he said anything to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Magnus is offended. And it's been like five years, <laughs> four or five years. Yeah. So while, while we've got a Herondale cracked open, let's dig a little deeper, shall we? So Will admits that after Ella's death, uh, he's been terrified to let anyone close and how pushing everyone away. Oh, and how in pushing everyone away, he's basically living in hell anyways. So the demon realms can't be that bad, right? Like, It'll be a nice change of scenery. And he tells Magnus about the slip up in the sanctuary um, when he thought that Tessa was dead, but quickly assures his pet warlock that uh, he made sure to crush her spirit real good. So she definitely hates him now. (laughs) No stress. Got her good. And Jem, however, is a different story. And he says, quote, Jem is what I have allowed myself. I tell myself if he dies, it is not my fault. He is dying anyway and in pain. Ella's death at least was swift. Perhaps through me, he can be given a good death. No one can live with nothing. Jem is all I have. Aww. That's so sad. So Will explains that um, he can't tell anyone. Um, if he told Jem, like he Jem would keep his secret if he asked him to, but mm-hmm. it would only burden him. Like it would only make him sad. And <laughs> that's not fair to yeah. Jem. And telling right. anyone else would be letting them get close. And therefore they might be endeared to him. And Right. So like, oh, so you're not really a butthole. You're just, it's all a facade, which makes me love you because now that I know it's fake and you have to. Right. And Magnus is offended. He's like, what about me? Like, you don't think that I'm going to die if I, like, I can't fall in love with you? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, Will's like, nah, you hate Nephilim. You're safe. We're good. (laughs) Well, then he says something like he thinks that warlocks like have certain protections or like they can. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure you have more. some magic to like protect you against like having unwanted feelings. All the it more is- reason to like, why didn't he hire a warlock? Right. To help why him? didn't he ask Magnus instead of what's her name in the in the cemetery? Mm-hmm. Or even just um, ask him to help like. Has a, why I'm surprised he hasn't reached out to a warlock before to like ask them to help mm-hmm. him find right the demon. But I mean, eh, no, you're right. I was like, well, he's only 17, so like he's still very young for. But mm-hmm. he's been out mm-hmm. doing his own thing for a long time, so like he had every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out at night and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh, he talks about how he like. Um, he goes out every night and to like have this yes. facade mm-hmm. that he's like whoring and gambling right. because he but wants to like, put off that character that he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I know. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a stipend yet from the cleave because he's not 18. But if he had money for like gambling, right? like 
Where's that money coming from? I don't know. Yeah, and drinking. And obviously he's buying Jem's drugs somehow. Well, I'm sure Charlotte gives him that money. That's probably true. She's like, you were a good boy. <laughs> you helped start the fire. It does seem like, like they all have their own money, though. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's like there there has to be some sort of stipend or something. Well, and or I'm, I'm assuming Jessamine services. Jessamine and, and Jim probably have like an inheritance. We know Jessamine does because right. mm-hmm. she's bitches loaded. Yeah, right. And Jim's parents ran an institute. Yeah, so I'm sure he has some sort of. So I'm sure he has away. some money. But Jessamine can't really access hers until she's 18, right? She probably gets an allowance out of it. Yeah. Well, but she's also but she a, a woman and Jim's not. And I think that would probably have That's something true. to do with it in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> okay, so we're taking over to um, the Institute where Charlotte, Henry, and Jessamine are catching up and discussing the haps with te- uh, Tessa and Jem. And um, they have no idea where Will has gone. And although this is pretty normal for him to just take <laughs> off at night, Charlotte is concerned since he just saw his family and then just like took off. This feels different. Mm-hmm. And um, so she sort of mentions that she had hoped that he'd forgotten about his family. And Jessamine is like, um, <coughs> what? Like people don't just forget about their family. <laughs> and Charlotte's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like gotten over them. No, no, that's not what I mean. No. <laughs> She's like, I mean, I'd hoped that he hadn't been thinking about them every day. <laughs> like, I don't know. Of course, everything she's saying doesn't make sense, but I totally get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like that Jessamine is the fucking, like, the one that's like, um, actually, no. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Jessamine can't be the emotionally in touch one. Like, that doesn't make sense. No, because she, don't worry, she jumps right back oh, okay. to her old self. Just... <laughs> right away never fear <laughs> yeah because she adds that he couldn't have loved his family that much if he just left them Oof. when he was younger so i fucking hate her <laughs> she is such a bitch it's great she really is written well for us to really hate her you're absolutely yep. right yeah <laughs> but enough like nice stuff is thrown in there to where we still care if she dies yep yep or would care you know yep that's because um, so Tessa jumps in. Yeah. <laughs> Tessa jumps in to defend Will, saying that she didn't like Jessamine didn't see his face when um when he saw Cecily Cecily, yeah, mm-hmm. Cecily at Ravenscar Manor. And I think it's weird that she has to say the name of the house. <laughs> like I get again, I think it's weird that houses have names, but it's weird that in this circumstance she says it, but as Kristen says, plot. Right. So. Right. Just got to remind you of the name of the house. Right. Could, couldn't have been like, saw Cecily in York. It's too vague. Got to be specific. Yeah. Yep. Let me give you the Very street specific. that the institute's on, but have there not be an institute there for you to see. Yes. Yeah. Still bitter. <laughs> Uh, well in this circumstance it's because charlotte recognizes the name of the house and is surprised that that is where the herondales ended up which maybe she didn't actually recognize the name of the house maybe she just didn't recognize the name and that was the difference anyway no because she knew they weren't in wales and that's where he was from so anyway charlotte was surprised that that's where they were and jessamine tries to go um 
she tries to go on being a butthole and says she doesn't think Will is sad at all and blah, blah, blah. Like she just wants to keep going back to that. <laughs> She's like, anyway, I wasn't done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still talking shit over here yeah. with her hand raised. I got a list. Who's next? <laughs> Seriously. So Jem speaks up and he's like, hold up. <laughs> what did you say, Charlotte, of all the places you thought they'd go? What do you know, girl? Like, What's in that brain? Mm-hmm. So she tells him that when Will's family came after he arrived at the Institute when he was 12, um, she begged him to see his family because he would never get that opportunity again. And he still refused, um, but he had a really weird request once they were gone. He begged Charlotte to tell him if any of them die. So even though she's not supposed to do that, she hired Ragnar Fell to keep an eye on the family. So four years later, Will's father lost their home due to gambling debts. Seems to be going around. Mm. Dude. <laughs> and they had to move. So Ragnar must be a pretty weak-ass warlock because he wasn't able to find them after that. <laughs> you have magic. <gasps> you can find these four Mondays, basically. That's what they're, they are now. I feel Just like weird. that should have been the first red flag. Is that Ragnar <laughs> fell for all intents and purposes of what we know of him is a powerful warlock who's super important. If he couldn't find some mundanes, like I feel like that should be a red flag that like maybe somebody's yeah. hiding the mundanes. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't think about that when I was reading it, but yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I was just making fun of Ragnar Fell, but yeah, you- <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> So Jem asks Charlotte if um, she can just ask Ragnar to track them again since um, they know where the family is now. And now they also know he, they somehow the, the, the family is connected to Mortmain. And she says yes, but I don't know why again. I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, why would you trust Ragnar again if he wasn't able to do it in the first place? Maybe ask Magnus this time. He might have better results. But who knows? So... Tessa brings up a point that I have thought of that I had thought of back a chapter or so ago, and I'm glad that it's finally mentioned. She wonders how it's possible that Mortmain appears to be in his 40s when, according to the reparations form, paperwork, whatever, he should be in his 70s. Mm-hmm. Charlotte explains it's like she kind of jumps in it really quick and then moves on. But Charlotte explains that um, he must he probably like a Monday would have used a spell from the Book of the White. Mm. And um, <laughs> so. That's interesting that he would have had that copied over because obviously he doesn't have the Book of the White anymore, right? Because we said it was in the Institute. Anyway. It was um, stolen from the Institute. Charlotte, but didn't they give it back after his parents? Yeah, yeah. Oh, The yeah. Shades had it and then they, um, yeah. they got it or whatever. So I don't know. I guess he had it copied down or something. That's the one good thing he found from the book. Huh? So anyway, um, Charlotte um, also talks about how he, um, Mortmain, must have pulled the old vampire trick with his money also. (gasps) So apparently when people start to notice that you aren't aging as a person that doesn't die, um, you fake your own death and leave all of your money and shit to a family member that looks a lot like you. (laughs) (laughs) But it is you, duh. Oh my God. So wait, they, I have a question. They kind of discuss. Sorry. Yeah. Quick question. So you had mentioned you're like, why isn't she just ask Magnus to do this? Why is it Ragnar? Is it like, yeah. I wonder 
like as shadow hunters, do they have like preferred vendors? Like they have preferred warlocks that they like to work with. Like, oh, we get along better. So like that's that's the warlock I I always call when I need something. Maybe like some of them have specialties or something. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Well, is is who's the high warlock of London at this point? I don't. Do know we, that know? we know? Because I'm just wondering, like, maybe I'm being stupid and I don't remember. But did they meet Magnus via Camille? Because I we Camille's a conformant. Conformant. Informant. <laughs> informant. <laughs> and Magnus is her date uh-huh. to right. the ball. Yeah. And he definitely seemed like a background person at first. Mm-hmm. In this so maybe she didn't know Magnus. Story. I'm I'm sure she knew Magnus because like like we said earlier, he's been he was doing a memory spell for the Penhallows. So I'm sure he's like in network, right? Uh-huh. But like she's never used him, maybe. Right. So maybe or like they know like of each other, but not like the Institute where Warlock. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. He looks like yeah. he's quickly becoming <laughs> the Institute Warlock, but. Definitely. <laughs> I love how he's always just where we, where we need him to be. Like, yep. He's in New York. Yep. He's here. You know, it's great. Well, it's, it's <laughs> wherever Magnus is at is where the party's at, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Charlotte decides the best way to move forward is to ask Tessa to change into stark weather using that button. And I'm not really sure at this point, like, why this was the thought. I don't understand right now in this story why she thinks Starkweather would have any more information. And um, obviously, we see she gets some good information out of his mind, I guess, sort of. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe she thinks, like, if if Starkweather pointed them to Ravenscar Manor, then maybe he knows more than he's saying. And he wants you guys to, like, read between the lines and kind of put the pieces together yourself. But they just want to take a shortcut because they're short on time. Yeah. I mean, it was just on the form, though, wasn't it? I don't think he actually mentioned where they were. They just read the address that he listed as his as his address. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I still think it's weird. <laughs> but that's a good it point. Is weird. <laughs> yeah. So... Then we jump back to Will and Magnus arguing about sending Will to the demon realm. And Magnus is like, bro, that's dark magic. Like, You want to get me in trouble, man? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so. Um, oh, he tells him to go home and like sleep it off. But Will's like, I'm not drunk. <laughs> we just went over this. I don't actually go out and do that. <laughs> just tell people that I'm drunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm in junior high and had one Smirnoff. (laughs) Seriously. I'm so drunk. That's great. Okay. So Magnus points out to Will, like, you're not the only person that's lost someone in their lives. Like you can get over this. We're going to, you're going to be okay. You don't need to go to the demon realm for this. Like we'll figure it out. (laughs) And Will reminds him that losing someone is a one-time event that, um, and your wound from that can heal. But this is like an open oozing wound every single day for me. <laughs> and so, Because he has to worry about every person 
that he comes into contact with caring for him. Like he can't even control his own feelings. He has to control other people's feelings. Um, cause as the curse goes, anyone that loves you. So he's tired. He needs a break. But also like <laughs> for, for someone like Will, who is very self deprecating and very like has a lot of self hatred and loathing and all of that stuff to, for him in his head for like, I mean, his perspective of this thing because yeah I'm I'm with Robin I'm not convinced about any of this because because I, I yep. think Charlotte does love Will so I I don't she's not dead so mm-hmm. I think he knows that too mm-hmm. deep down right but like for someone like him to have that confirmation over and over again every day that like see they really don't love you it's working, whatever you're doing, no one loves you because no one's dying. You know, that, that sort of like fuels him. Like, see, no one's ever loved me. No one's, you know, kind of a thing. So Mm -hmm. that's sad, which is really sad. (sighs) I don't, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like, okay, you might, this seems a little shallow, but it's Mm -hmm. like, if you really want at this point, I guess he hasn't really found anybody he's romantically interested in. But it's like, okay, well, then mm-hmm. quit, like, taking such good care of yourself, basically. Like, if be <laughs> a wholly repulsive person. Don't bathe. Yeah, smell bad, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will does point out that he feels like he's losing himself um, slowly by mm-hmm. being this dickhead all the time because it's not really who he is. And... um magnus kind of begs to differ a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) he's like are you sure you don't enjoy it like i think i like it (laughs) pretty sure you're just a dick (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it deep down it's kind of how you are and he yeah he kind of points out like anyway so um he still is begging magnus to send him to this demon realm by telling him that his life feels worthless anyway. Like, no one can love me. I can't really love anyone else. Like, what's the point of my life? Magnus reminds him that he is a shadow hunter and his life is not his to throw away. Mm. Which is such a crazy thing to feel. Like, right. And so, Will is just like, so what's the point? Like, I can't, I don't even have control over my own life. I don't, I can't control these people and see, you know. And so he gets super pissed at Magnus and um, he calls him a warlock and then he beats feet. <laughs> but he's like, warlock. You warlock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he goes back out into the freezing cold and Magnus like watches him struggle to put his jacket on. And I just think that's probably pretty funny. Yep. Yeah. I like <laughs> throwing a little tantrum. <laughs> I've done that before. I tried to slam a door and it popped open. It's like, well, this sucks. That's unfortunate. That's awesome. Have you done that at work? Like talking to a customer? I'll hang up with my finger. And then I'm just like beat the receiver on the thing. 100%. Feels good. Dude, it It always feels good. (laughs) That's the one thing about cell phones. You can't hang them up like that. It's not as (laughs) you break it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are back at the, I was going to say toots, for some reason, the institute. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> this is fetch. It's not going to happen. So Tessa's sitting at, at a vanity table. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? 
Tell me. I just repeated what you said. I'm not done laughing about your joke. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so I'm assuming this is in my head. The scene is set. She's in a room. There's like a low fire going. Candles are out. She's sitting in front of the vanity table. She's looking at herself in this like kind of this mirror that isn't great, right? Because it's Victorian time. Mm -hmm. And she's in her dressing gown. And she's just looking like this jarred middle-aged white woman that just had a stressful day at work in the movies. (laughs) And she's hugging her like cardigan sweater against her more. And she's just like, like, I got to do this. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> just sounds like when you watch sit and watch yourself cry. Yeah. I feel like we've talked she's about this. She's a 45-year-old like, divorcee weird. in a rom-com. She just needs a, a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> Triggered you. <laughs> I, I never really want alcohol. And I've been pregnant twice, both times. I'm like, God, I want a beer so bad. <laughs> yep. It's just because you can't. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> So Tessa's getting ready to change. And she wanted to do this alone. And it wasn't because she was weary to turn into a man. That's what you're thinking. (laughs) She'd done that before at the request of the Dark Sisters. It was because that she didn't like that, like, darkness, creepy vibe she got from Aloysius. She was suspicious. I would be afraid to do it alone. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like um, like Sophie would have been a good person to have in there with her. Uh huh. Yeah. Or Jem. I don't know why. I just somebody to rescue you in uh-huh. case you can't come well, out of it. Or I something. feel like her and Sophia, Sophia, Sophie are actually becoming friends. Not because she's true. the maid servant right. or whatever. I think it's because she's a friend. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also wrote, <laughs> she got come see my Pokemon collection vibes <laughs> when he wanted them to go look at the spoils room. She's not, it's not doing it for her. She doesn't want to see your pogs, man. Oh, God. Pogs! I got a slammer. I love pogs. Yeah. How oh, Lisa Frank slammer. pissed do you think our parents were when I was like, buy me these cardboard circles. Yep. Yep. And then you come home from school and you're like, I lost my pogs. <laughs> yep. That's when I would get mad as a parent. I spent good money on those. Yep. Car- cardboard discs in a plastic tube. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's where That's it's at. Right. With the little, like the M&M's yep. tube yep. almost. Yeah. Pop the top. I'm pretty sure the M&M's tube started out as discarded pogs tubes when they were discontinued. <laughs> They're like, we got to find a new, we got to find a new vendor for this shape. Dude. <laughs> that was like, my brother and I would play and then he'd like make me give me like the pogs. I'm like, dude, no, this is not like a tournament, bro. You don't get to actually keep the pogs. God. Oh, that's awesome. Dude. Okay. This is not really related, but it made me think of Pokemon, which made me think of Magic the Gathering. Anyway, mm-hmm. they're making a Magic the Gathering TV show. Okay. Which I'm like, how? I don't know. I'm intrigued, but I don't understand how they could possibly, but okay. It'll be interesting. You're going to tap your mana pool, but it's from within. Dude, I haven't played magic in like, probably since I was in like fourth grade. 
Oh, okay. It's been that long. It's been a long time. So I don't even know like what iteration, like what it looks like now. Isn't it just cards? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. But each, like you have like a different color deck that's like a different element. I can't. I usually just don't really anything. No, just kidding. No, my son was into it like a couple years ago. I don't know if he still is. It's fair. But I'll tell him about the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so back to Tessa. Sorry. She knows that she doesn't really have to go through with the change if she doesn't want to. Nobody's forcing her to do this, but she made a promise to Charlotte. She felt bound with loyalty to the Shadow Hunter Hunters and to the Institute itself. After all, they took her in. They show they've shown her nothing but kindness, and they protected her against Mort, like Morty, when he tried to come bride nap her. I guess. Yeah, and I'm sure she wants to know also for her own. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have the same end goal. Like, they want to find Morty and make him mm-hmm. pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But, like, with his life, not with money. They don't need reparations. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, Tessa might. What does she have? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> she wants everything. But. Wait, she's got to wait until she marries him and then knock him over. So she gets all, Dude, she gets oh, all of his right. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So she could be one of those, like, just, like, crazy uh, widows, like, super rich widows. <laughs> like, yeah. The new money on the Titanic. Ooh. No No one put together your last five husbands died on suspicious circumstances. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's way back then. Awkward. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So, quick quote here. Um. This is in Tessa's monologue. She thought of Jim's kind eyes on her, steady and silver and full of faith. With a deep breath, she closed her fingers around the button. Mm. So the last thing she's thinking about before she's doing this is Jim. Happy memories. Happy. He's happy, her Patronus. <laughs> so she felt the room slip away from her and her body started to change. Her hands got large and swollen and then the aches and pains of old age enveloped her body like arthritis. Her back hurt. Her head felt heavy. Her neck and her back and her back and her neck. <laughs> and then the grossest crowning jewel is Mm-mm. she gets this bitter taste in her mouth and she's like, no. mm, rotting teeth. Oh, Yummy. No. And oh, that has to be the worst part. I'd like us to take a moment to just show some appreciation and marvel at the wonders of like modern scientists and, and like dentistry. Can can we golf clap for science, everybody? Absolutely. Starkweather's <laughs> memories start to come in shattered fragments, like Jace's portal meat, if you will. Each piece. <laughs> whipped past her containing an image from a memory it's like a vortex of stark thoughts and it's hard for tessa to hold on to one and make any sense of it so she like tries to concentrate and she was able to grab onto a memory of a house settled in between two hills raven's car manor obviously we can assume and she's seeing things as stark weather like through a pensive so he's nestled in the darkness like hiding in the trees watching as a man is coming out of this house and even now being stark weather in the moment tessa can feel his increase like in his heartbeat and the man that he sees is tall with green skin says like a lizard so then all i could think of him was being an actual lizard so i like wasn't into (laughs) that comparison because i had pictured this whole thing like he looks like a koopa from super mario (laughs) 
wasn't into that description for that reason. Whatever. Like. Yep. A Koopa. I'm thinking of the mom dinosaur and that dinosaurs. Oh, the Jim Hansen one. I'm the baby. Yep. Oh, God. Sorry. I'm the baby. Yep. Gotta love me. (laughs) Lizard dad is holding this small child by the hand. And Tessa knew the man's name because Starkweather knew the man's name. And it is John Shade. Oh, snap. Are you surprised? Because I'm not. Nope. Shade <laughs> picks the child up on his shoulders. And through the door they go. And the house inside is like filled with clockwork robots version 1.0. It's like dial up. Okay. <laughs> They're featureless. <laughs> made of metal. <laughs> wearing plain clothes. There's just Gary in the corner. (laughs) I imagine them in overalls for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they're they're in like workman's stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then there's like plain muslin dresses on the some of them. That's right. And I don't know why this has to happen, but they all join hands and begin to sway like they're doing a dance. No thanks. More like a chant. And it makes the child, like, laugh and clap his hands. Yeah. Hercules, Hercules. See, to me, that is less creepy because that's, like, oh, they're programmed to dance for kids. Like, you you know what I mean? Like. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. At least they're nice. They're not attacking him. Yeah, I'm not into. No. I'd be more concerned about the one that, you know, on its own accord followed me from London to York. Yeah. I feel like that one's more freaky. (laughs) 3.0. Yeah. 3.0. So I'm going to quote again from the book. Look well on this, my son, said the green-skinned man. For one day I shall rule a clockwork kingdom of such beings, and you shall be its prince. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Book titles. Uh, 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 dude, I really how... wanted to turn this into a, like a Lion King quote. It's like, someday all oh, this will be yours. But you, uh-huh. you can't do that when you're quoting something because then it's not right. a quote anymore. Right. <laughs> there is that. I, I am a little disappointed that the Clockwork Prince is Mortmain. I thought the same thing when I reread it today. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not what I remembered. Okay. You fooled me with Jim on the cover, you right. little rascal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but okay, fine. Right. Then a woman calls out, John, put your illegal robot army away. Someone might see you and you'll scare Morty. That was great. Oh my gosh. John tells Anne, the woman, that his clockwork, his little clockwork prince isn't scared. He ain't scared, woman. Get out of here. <laughs> Anne. A swell of hatred rises in Stark weather so violent that it ripped Tessa out of the pensive, sending her spinning through the darkness. And Tessa, Tessa then realizes that she thinks that Stark weather's going senile. Which is why his memories are clusterfucked and everything was shooting at random. At the beginning of her transformation, Tessa makes a note that typically memories flood to her like a beacon. And I think it's interesting that a dead person's memories are more intact than a senile old man. Like your brain pattern stays the same when you die. 
creepy. Shit right. made me think of an of that Doctor Who episode. Spoilers if you haven't seen them all. <laughs> where the twelfth Doctor and Clara try to find Danny in the afterlife, and it gets to that part where the Doctor Chang guy says that they had to make the special like three W mausoleum to protect the dead after they found like through some white noise tracks, like it suggested that dead people were aware of their bodies burning alive while they're being cremated. God damn it, Robin. Why? I remember telling you about it when I watched it, Amanda, because I was just like, dude, this fucked with me. Okay. This, this episode fucked with me. going to be in my mind me. for the next five years. I, wow. Okay. It's that's one of those ones that one. get checked. Anyway, it's like but, their consciousness gets uploaded. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, there's a consciousness left, obviously, after this person dies, if she's able to turn into them. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. just weird to me that that consciousness memories would be more intact than Starkweather's memories. But I guess mm. if he's... Maybe it depends on when you die. Maybe him being alive is stopping them from being able to, like, to lay down in secession. Well... She did have trouble with Camille's, and Camille's the only other person that I believe she's turned into that was alive. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it's so like the person like, is physically stopping her from doing it. Yeah, like there's two wires, and they're being uh-huh. crossed or something. Because I wonder with if the dead her, people, there's only one line. Right. I wonder if he's her being and him is the same thing that's going on in his brain right now. Mm. He just happens to be thinking of. Well, I think she's triggering he... it. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know. That's... He's like, turn that shit off, dude. I was watching something else. <laughs> that's my worst. Like, that's like one of my worst fears. Like, I I could not imagine being in the mind of someone that is like losing their grip on reality like that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that I would. That would be terrifying. I'd yep. be like, fucking mm-hmm. turn me into the chick that got stabbed in the chest a million times. I'd rather have that than yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck. Awful. Okay, guys. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Thanks. Stop talking about Doctor Who. After that nightmare <laughs> fuel. Tessa is able to barely see the edge of a memory that involved a room in shambles, cogs and gears, black oil everywhere, and a green-haired man and a blue-haired lady lying among the ruins. And then she saw the face of this girl from the portrait that Will had to mansplain to her. (laughs) Except Tessa now saw her riding a pony. And then the image turns into her writhing in pain as a stele is set on her skin and like black marks start staining it. And at the very end of this trail is Tessa. She sees her own face appearing as it did when she entered the Institute. And she feels this wave of shock ripple through her so strong that it tossed her completely out of Starkweather altogether and into her own self. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The button falls on the so floor. He- and Tessa looks in the mirror. And she's like, Whew. okay, bitch, you back. The bitch is back. Wait. <laughs> And she's feeling a little flushed from the whole experience. So she goes to throw open the window, wanting to stave off the nausea and feel the cool air on her sweaty skin. Mm-hmm. The night's dark. And then she's like, oh, my God, the gates and the institute are looming. And like, Will's not walking through them. And like this motto's like really just like speaking to me and my aesthetic right now. Like talking about like death and stuff. I mean, like this is just like a moment. Oh, my God. And then she sees a white shape 
gazing up at her from the courtyard. And she's like, the fuck? <sighs> Miss Dark? A what? So she gaps, ducks out of sight. And then she's like, fuck. Okay. I did not just see what I thought I saw. Shake it off, bitch. Nut up and look out the window. <laughs> and when she does, there's nothing there. So she decides that it was just her imagination playing tricks on her, pleading with her that like she'd better rain in her daydreaming or she's going to end up as crazy as dark weather. That's what that why? means. Why? What is wrong with these people? And and why do they not understand the concept of see something, say something? Dude. I'd go <laughs> running. I wouldn't have checked again. Right. I would have been out the door telling somebody this bitch is here. Right? I'd be like, someone go like, Go look around, Cyril. Yeah. Look out the people. <laughs> Check your ring app. <laughs> Check your ring app on the castle. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the whole thing is, is, is interesting. This was a good chapter. It was. There's a lot happening. I concur. Yeah. We didn't have to wait till the end of the book. Okay. Make sure that you read chapter eight, A Shadow on the Soul, for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.